Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome oh. to episode 51 of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. Ignorance. And opera, it seems. Yes. 51. What's exciting about the number 51? Absolutely nothing. I could find nothing at all about the number 51. Bupkis. Bupkis. Balls. Nada. Well, that's extremely disappointing. I know. Sorry about that. But, you know, 51. I have one interesting thing to say about the number 51. What's that? What's that? It is the exact amount of people who submitted to our survey. No. Yes. Really? Yes. (laughs) I did not know that. That's pretty exciting. So we had 51 people. That's awesome. There you go. Yes, thank God. Quick, get onto Wikipedia and add into the Wikipedia entry for 51 that it's the most interesting thing about 51. It was a number of people in the survey for Smart Enough to Know Better. Smart Enough does not authorise vandalism of Wikipedia. No, no, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Stop it, stop it. So, survey re- results. Ooh. People like us. Yay! A lot. The people who are interested enough in filling out the survey <laughs> were also interested enough in listening to the podcast as quickly as they could. Yay! Good so, that's good. That's good. Uh, they like the science. Which is probably, thank goodness. Yep. Uh, they like the tangents. <laughs> Excellent. What the, you mean like the, oh, look, elephants. Oddly enough, mm? elephants did come up Ooh. in the, what we would like to hear about more. <laughs> Pachyderms. Okay. Yeah. We will do our best. Things going well for us. <laughs> Yay for us. Now, there were a couple of, <laughs> there were a couple of things mentioned in the WTF. Oh. Number one, the Queensland accent mm. was mm. mentioned as being a bit tricky to understand. I see. And that was from a Melbourne listener. <laughs> they speak crazy down there. Yeah, but I this th- city was founded by Batman. Uh, I love that. Uh, John Batman founded Melbourne. I just let's get Batman. The only city that Batman founded was Melbourne. <gasps> I have a picture in Batman Park. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's pronounced differently, but. Uh. But if we want to appeal to our Melbourne listeners, yes. then possibly we can pool our resources. Yes, right. They don't have ports. They have school bags. Then what else do they do? They also... No. Now, apparently, we never let our interviewees get a word in edgeways. This is true. Mentioned a couple of times. And that will never change. Yeah. They want to get a word in edgeways, go to another podcast. Fight, 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 fight for your right to party. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Because you know what? If you're not passionate enough yeah, yeah, yeah. to cut us off, uh-huh. and you're not passionate enough about the subject that you're talking about. And there have been interviewees who have kicked the crap out of us... And and throw this around yes. vocally. Mm. Uh, we love those guys. Also, there was a question in there. Uh, where's my Bioshock and Hello Kitty crap? Ah, uh, well, uh, have you not uh, posted? I have. The, no, uh, well, I, I did actually. I know no. that a lot of them drowned. Yeah, a lot of them drowned. But you right. were supposed to pu- post yes. the Bioshock. Yes, disc. I was. I have not done that to Dan in Japan. Sorry about that, Dan in Japan. I'll get on to that. Then, Sorry, he's going to be able to pick up Bioshock yeah. Infinite for like fifteen bucks yes. by the time you get it to him. Sorry, sorry. Um, yes, we'll. Get, I'll get. Yes, I'll. Um, yes, sorry. Uh, I blame Dan. But on the plus side, <laughs> they love our enthusiasm. Oh. They love it oh, when you upset good. me about feathered dinosaurs. Oh, good. Oh, you're going to love this episode uh, then. They like. Oh crap. <laughs> they like when Steve Nerlick makes fun of us on his podcast. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Really? Son of a bitch. Oh, man. man. They like- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make fun of... No, we can't. He knows everything. Oh, damn it. We- yeah, let's go stump Steve Nerlick. Yeah, yeah. Stumping Steve. <laughs> they like the interviews with normal scientists, i.e. the air quality guy. Oh, yes. Sam Clifford. Yes. And Michelle Bannister was mentioned. Uh-huh. Great. Are we getting her on again? We soon? hopefully will be, yes, in the future, yes. They like when we make fun of alternative health and medicine. Oh, that's good. That's good. We like doing that, too. Uh, 
Riddle Me This came up trumps. Oh, well, thank you very much. Congratulations, uh, Greg, yeah, for introducing yeah, yeah. that. Uba, uba. Of course, everyone loves the walk of shame. <laughs> Someone mentioned that it's good mental exercise that the listeners don't trust the hosts to be right. <laughs> And I think that that is something that our podcast offers that not a lot of science podcasts offer. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very true. We we must admit, you should, no one should trust us. Well, what we're trying to say is you shouldn't trust really anyone. If it sounds like it's it's bogus, then go find out. I agree with that. Because I've listened to certain things said in other podcasts which profess to have experts, and sometimes I go, no, I, I don't agree. And then I go find out I was wrong, and sometimes I find out they were wrong. So I go, well, it's good to be questioning. Keep questioning. Question everything. Uh, Except the fact I just told you to question, because that would mean you wouldn't question. No, no, no. Question uh, that as well. Qu- qu- question but it'll probably come up pretty good. Right. Question it, but it oh, will okay. probably turn out to be oh, right. Okay. So it's a question- when it does turn out to be right, then question everything else. Right. Good? Okay. Oddly enough, this is something that surprised me, because it's not something that we have mentioned for like a year, mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mentioned that they love it, when we call the Earth's son Chad. Well, that's what it's called. Yes, that's what we named it. We named it. We discovered yes. it. We discovered the sun. But it just it keeps ter- kept turning up in the results. Really? People love love that. The fact they call it Chad. Well, for those who don't understand, we, we suddenly realised that no one had ever named the sun. Yeah. Some people say it's called Sol. And yeah, it's that's not, just a sci-fi that, That's thing. not actually a thing. We are not Sol 3. We go, go find the old podcast. We discussed this at length. Yep. So what Dan and I did, we walked outside, looked up, discovered this giant thermonuclear ball in the sky and quickly named it and then no, and, and announced it to the scientific community on this podcast. So that's not really announcing it on the scientific community. But anyway, so now it's called Chad. We, we are claiming it that it's called Chad. Yeah. I want to know if we get mineral rights to it. Uh, you know, because do we actually, do we claim it? Do we have to put a flag on it? Mineral? Or a... Uh, chemical? Chemical rights? Element rights. E- elemental rights. Yeah, probably not, not a min- probably not a yeah. mineral. Yeah. Where, where, where does mineral... At what stage of gaseousness does yes. mineral stop being mineral? Yeah, that's a good point. But do, can we just claim the whole thing? Like, keep your hands off my helium. Thank you very much. Yes, it's up there. Helium. Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep hydrogen. our hands off it too because well, our hands would be incinerated. <laughs> this is true. Don't it, touch the sun. That don't touch it. Smarter the better. PSA. Don't touch the sun, kids. Well, hang on. Wrong, Dan. Wrong. Wrong. Don't touch Chad. Yeah. Huh. Don't touch Chad. Don't touch Chad. I hope there's a listener out there called Chad. He's going to develop a, 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 a problem because don't touch Chad. Don't, don't touch even Chad. look at Chad. <laughs> Sitting there just creeping into with his podcast. Please, I'm right here. Mm. Anyway, we will do what we can. In fact, maybe in this podcast, oh, we'll talk more about Chad. It could happen. Should we go straight into it? Dare we? Sure. Chad Watch. We stare at Chad so you don't have to. Ah! Ah, no. it, it stopped hurting. It stopped hurting. Dad, are you there? Greg? Dad? Greg? Dad, Marco? Greg? Marco? Greg? Marco? Polo? Oh, there you are. <laughs> All right. So, Gregory, what's going on in the realm of Chad? Thanks, Daniel. Well, we'll find that Chad, by mass, is still 73.46% hydrogen, 24.85% helium, and with other metals added underneath. Great. Good. Good for consistency. That's right. And also, I'd just like to say that the temperature for those planning a, a trip to Chad will be our balmy 5,778 Kelvin. 
Is that consistent, like, all over it? Well, no, but it's a good average. If the, I'd say just yes. Where are the cold bits of the sun? Where are the cold bits of the sun? That's a good question. Where would, where would the cold bits of the sun be? Where they would be, Dan, you, Daniel. Where they'd be, Daniel. In the shade. Would be, would be in the sunspots. They are the coldest points on the sun. Really? Yes, that's why they seem to be darker from the Earth. Oh, okay. This seems to be now my my yeah, no, uh, no, Chad no, watch stop voice. Doing that? No, no, it's a good voice. I think it will have to stop stay it. Oh, fucking hell! Jesus! It's my newsreader voice from somewhere in the United Kingdom. It's Chad watch, not a telegram about Chad. <laughs> no, that would be welcome to the Chad watch. That's it. And Daniel, you <laughs> am I doing a voice? Am I doing it? You're doing it again. I'm doing a voice. Chad itself is at twenty-seven thousand two hundred light years from the core of the Milky Way. And is that changing? That is also changing. Yes. Okay. It's spiraling further in and out. That's that's where it is right now. Okay. That's what. That's I'm what glad we've got. I'm glad we've got all this information nutted down in the first episode of Chad Watch, yes. so that if there are any major changes, well, you'll be the people first to know, know the constant mm. that where it started. Yes. Where it's gone from there. Wait, wait. I'm getting a message from the producer of the show, which is me, and it seems that there is some emergency Chad news. Daniel. Yes. Here's some news from Chad that's happened. Less than a thousand years ago. <laughs> In fact, you'll find that it happened 11 years ago, Dan. Yes. Chad is now within four months of reversing its poles. <laughs> oh, God! It's reversing its... We're going to die! No. Oh. Which is good, hopefully. Oh. Hopefully we're not going to die. It's happened a few times. What? It's happened a few times. Go on. What, I died? No, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. That which will result in additional chadular activity. <laughs> uh, chadular flares, chadular can, flares? Inter- can interfere with radio communications and affect the planet's temperature. Yes. Uh, we call not- that getting chadded. Chadded? Fully chad. That's called tradition. Chad stized. Chad stized? Wow, that's really. That was tonight. That was. Yeah, tentative. tentative. That was yeah, straw. That was straw gripping at its best. <laughs> it's not all bad news, as the activity will result in a wash of borealis, both northern and southern, for residents of Chad One. Chad One being the first planet discovered in the Chad system, which would be Earth. Earth. That's right. It was down. That's it. Listen, listen to the podcast. We explain this. We're not Sol Three. We're Chad One. Chad One. Yes. Chad's magnetic field reverses once every eleven years or so. It certainly does. This is Sol. Solar cycle? Chadular cycle 24 is quite unusual. It's the weakest cycle in 100 years, and some are concerned that we may soon enter another mortar minimum. Mm. The mortar minimum is the period between 1645 and 1715 where there was no sunspot activity. It coincided with the Little Ice Age. Aha, uh-huh. where the Thames itself froze. Yes, the Thames Bros. Yes. They used to have parties out there. They did. They had, had, a, had a Ice fair. skating in there. Yes, on the Thames, which is great if you you know can get away from the cold, but not so great if you're a beggar on the street. Yeah. Mm. That is a problem because what that's going to do is it's going to hide the effect. If it is. If it does happen. If it does happen. If it does oh, make it the place I know, cooler. I know what the problem is going to happen. It will hide the effects of global warming. Hide the effects of global warming. And idiots will say that it never happened. Yeah. <gasps> but then... When that reverses, it will, it'll leap up like a bastard. It will come and back with a dry everyone. That's it, yes. <laughs> no, not literally. Oh, okay. Just the people in the tropics. Yes. Literally fry them. <laughs> everyone else, still fr- friggin' hot. 
<laughs> it's a bad idea. It's going to be. I don't think it's going to literally fry people, yeah. Daniel. I was just to, not to scare our listeners at this point. Okay. Well, sunburn. Sun, right. Okay. Give them a sunburn. Bake them? Do, literally fry them. Yeah, it will be baking and, them. It, it sort of feels like the sun itself. It will, will literally be, bake you. It will, it, will, it will burn. I'll give you an ultraviolet burn to your epidermis. Yeah. I understand now. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. And skin cancers. Is there anything we can do over the next four months to stop this four-month reversal of Chad? Magnetic cycle. Well, I'd actually. Are you out of your mind? It's gigantic. I've actually heard that the North Pole of Chad has already flipped. Yeah, yeah. Which means on its way. That means that technically it has two South Poles. That's a bit odd. It's the North Pole went before the South Pole. Yeah. So that means it's that's really weird. That's because it's not a solid ball. It's it's just a lot of gas and plasma and excitement doing its thing. So uh, yes, that it does. It can just do whatever it likes. Yeah. Mm. It's like a it's like a magnet, but melted because it's it's made of Chad. It's Chad. It's made of Chad stuff. So thank you, Daniel, for that update of Chad. Tune in to our next. Chad watch, which will probably happen in the future, closer to the time of the great reversal. Chad watch. Chad What have you been up to interesting science-wise? It was National Science Week, so I was up to my armpits in science communication. It was very exciting. Oh, right. So I was going out to different places and talking to kids and talking to parents about science and uh, trying to convince people that science, it's A-OK! <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to be frightened. It's, it's, it's all right. I yes. made some earplugs today. Good on you. Yeah. Is it out of your own wax? No. Oh. No, it's out of something that you are going to love. It's a, a mushroom. Do you love mushrooms? I do love mushrooms. As a vegetarian, they're pretty awesome. They are good. They are good. I do like them. Hmm. No, these earplugs were made out of polycaprolactone. Polycaprolactone? Yes. Polycaprolactone. It's a biodegradable polyester. Ooh, a biodegradable plastic. Yes. Goodness me. And not only is that cool, but its melting point is cool. Ooh, how cool. 60 degrees. Oh, okay. So you can get this stuff as little white beads, drop them into hot water. Yes. And then scoop them out on a spoon and they become this transparent, malleable goo. Yes. And then when that cools down, it becomes hard Ah. plastic. So you you whack a hot goo into your ears and wait till it go hard and it fills your ears. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That sounds painful. It wasn't because the the thermal properties of this stuff are low. Right. So even though it's at that temperature, it doesn't feel very hot. It doesn't pass heat to you. Yes. Aha. So what I did was I, I, I had to leave it cool a little bit. But then I sort of gently pushed it into my ear. Yes, yes. It's smart enough to know better. Does not recommend pushing no. stuff into your ear. No, I, don't, I like to say that Gregoire's sister is a speech pathologist, and she used to tell me, and still to this day tells me, that you should only stick something uh, the same size as a telephone pole in your ear. Basically, don't stick nothing in your ear. Yeah. Because you will burst your eardrum, you idiot. Now, uh, you can get earplugs mm-hmm. that be put into your ear. Don't do it. According don't to, do it. According to a speech pathologist, don't do it. Stick nothing in your ear. Okay. Don't stick anything in your ear. Well, there's this, this putty stuff that you can, sticky putty that you can put into your ear as an earplug. Yes. And it sort of forms to it. And I went, well, I want something that conforms to my ear shape perfectly. Bonded, bonded to your ear. Yeah. Made for your ear canal. So now I've got mm. this chunk of polyester that's the exact shape of my ear. And it just sort of goes... That's creepy. Plops into my ear perfectly. Yes. And blocks down a whole bunch of sound. What, what sort of sound? Just sound. Just sound. You, you, you don't like sound, do you? You're not a sound guy. I, I love sound. Right. But I like to be able to control sound. 
<laughs> Can I, I? I've been probably wearing ear plugs. I should be for this is for sleep. Uh, that's the plan. Yes. Now I've probably, I made them this morning. I haven't slept yet, uh, and I never will again. I always have a problem with that because I used to because I would also like to be able to block out sound. But then I go, but what happens? To that sound is a murderer. In my room. Why is there going to be a murderer in your room? Well, how else are they going to murder me? Well, they're going to oh, they can fire a drone missile, I suppose. But I'm just talking about an everyday murderer coming into my room, going, "I'm going to murder you." I just don't make enemies like you do. Well, you know, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's true. I, I don't make many of them, but when they do, they really hate me. Um, <laughs> so I mean, it, that's what I worry about. Murderers don't have to hate you. Sometimes murder can just happen, man. Murder can just happen. Oh, great! That's murder, what I want to hear. Murder, locked in a room with just you. Just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not premeditated murder, but, but this stuff that's uh, what I worry about. You could buy this stuff. It's called Plastimake. Right. I'll put a link on the website. Are we are we are we being sponsored by them? By no, them? no. In fact, there's a whole bunch of different ones. <laughs> Plastimake is in Australia, so yes. that's where I got uh, them from. Buy Australian, everyone. Yeah. It was like ten bucks for a hundred grams of this stuff. Uh. And you can heat it up, mold it however you want, and then it cools into a plastic, and it's uh, non-toxic. Yes. You can create dental things with it. Yes, yes. So great for costumes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. And you can, so you can make Dracula teeth that fit directly onto your teeth. Don't let it cool too long on your teeth no, because no, no. it'll get stuck. <laughs> but make, let it cool down a bit and then pop it off because I, I had to do that too. I had to put some fake teeth in, yes. and, which used it. Right. It's, it's going to be the, the new duct tape. Sounds great. It's, it's all new, is it? All new and exciting? Uh, or, or did you just discover it? I just discovered it, <laughs> but so did the internet. Oh. So. Oh, there you go. I, I can tell you something that's kind of similar that's not really, I wouldn't put it in my ears or, or in my mouth or anywhere near an orifice, which is mucous membranes. And <gasps> you just gave me another idea. Please, no, go, go on. And that is the metal gallium. I discovered gallium recently. The element gallium. It's a metal. It's a silvery metal, like most metals are. Yep. It's silvery metal. And it has a, a melting point of 29.76 degrees Celsius. Now, what do you know that's about 30 degrees Celsius? Uh, my mouth. Your mouth. But don't put it in your mouth. Oh. But it, you, the human body is about 36 36.9 degrees Celsius. On a good day? On a good day about then. That's sort of roughly where you should be sitting. That means you can hold it in your hand. There's metal in your hand and it will melt into a liquid due to your body heat. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And it's pretty, what's, so you can sort of, it's kind of like mercury, but not toxic like mercury. So you don't have the horrible thing of murdering all your brain cells by sucking in the vapor. Excellent. So that's always a good thing. Uh, you can buy it on the internet. We're not saying you should buy it on the internet because you'll probably do something stupid with it and then blame us. But you can buy it on the internet. And have you bought some on the internet? Uh, no, no, as far as the law knows. Uh, and <laughs> It's illegal to no, it buy it? It is not illegal to buy it, no. Oh. It's just a metal. It's, it's just metal. Illegal. But what's, what, what you can't put it on is on planes because it reacts with aluminium in a really serious manner. It causes aluminium pretty much to crumble away and aeroplanes are made heavily of aluminium. So you don't want a lot of gallium like pouring onto Do the they aluminium. screen for that? Uh, I guess it's a metal. So they would go, Bop! you got metal on you, idiot. So you go, yes, it's my gallium hip. So yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, so gallium, it's sort of like the metal version of your crazy plastic. Ooh. So you could melt it and then sculpt something or, or, yes. or mold it and... Yes. I mean, I guess you could do that with any metal. Well, you could melt it down, no. wait till it goes a bit runny, and then pour it into a mold and put it in your freezer, and it would be... And as long as you're in a, in a sensible country that didn't get above 30 degrees Celsius or 29.76, then you could have a little statue. But otherwise, it just melts away. Wow. There you go. That's brilliant. I like it.
This week on Behind the Heroes. I mean, Matt Hooper was a goddamn marine biologist. He knew what an amazing biological specimen this was. A 25 foot long great white shark. And we were lucky enough to have it call Amityville home. What about the loss of life? Hey, make no mistake, this wasn't about keeping people safe. I mean, giant shark? Just tell everyone that it's not safe to go back into the water. No, this was about money. They didn't want to close the beaches. Amityville was in fiscal danger? Well, that's the greatest tragedy of it all. Amityville is always struggling. Then, that summer, we made more money than we ever have before. I mean, the mayor thought we were going to get back into the black by selling sodding ice creams. Go on. We hired out every boat we could get our hands on. The bay was thick with fishermen and sightseers. So you're saying that... Bait and tackle sales went through the roof. Amityville had their salvation handed to them on a silver platter and Chief Brody looked that gift horse in the mouth then shoved an air tank into it and blew it up. A crippling blow to the local economy. But didn't a second bigger shark appear at Amity Island three summers later? Well, yeah, but it wasn't as well received. So Jurassic Park. Hooray! Uh-oh. Jurassic... Wait, no, I'm just remembering the foreboding thing you said before. Jurassic Park. Now, it's One of my favourite movies. Yes, it is. As You've said this many times. And we've pointed out a few times that it's crap. Uh, that, that it's a... How dare you? It's scientifically, shockingly it's, inaccurate. It is a bit of a, a mishmash of, uh, of, of information. Of total lies. Which is uh, a shame, because you'd think that Michael Crichton would be pretty good at science stuff. But then he, with his, science, his climate science denial yeah, stuff, well, yeah, uh, that went yeah. very flaky. <sighs> but yes, I remember when it first came out, they went, you're not going to find velociraptors that big. And that was because they're chicken size. Yeah. And all the raptors are chicken size. And everyone went, and, um, and they went, well, we're going to make them that big. And then they discovered the Utah raptor, yep. which was actually that size. Yep. So everyone went, hooray for Jurassic Park. It knows all. It's like they're geniuses. And over the years, we've discovered that actually they just thought of crap because, you know, they probably were, well, they were, the velociraptors were probably feathered. And yeah. there's another one. Yeah. Um, there's another big problem. Another huge problem. Where do they get the DNA from? Uh, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes yes. trapped in amber. Mm-hmm. Their DNA was in the blood. Yes. Now, we've discussed before mm. that DNA breaks down. Yes, it does. The proteins in DNA break down. Very and while there is mummified dinosaur flesh, mm. the actual proteins in it broke down, and so you can't recover yes. DNA from it. That's right. Now, there's an even bigger problem than that, not just the blood breaking down yep. and, the, and the proteins. It's pointed out by an entomologist, but he was watching it recently, and he went, oh, wait. What mosquito they used? And he had a look at the mosquito that they put into there. Yeah. And he went, that mosquito doesn't drink blood. Oh, no. <laughs> so the mosquito they used in that movie does not drink blood. It could not, unless it accidentally ran into a dinosaur and it like bumped its head, got some blood on it, and then got mummified, well, well um, fossilized. Oh, no, no, it was um, covered in amber. Amber. Encased in amber? Case, yes. Uh, they couldn't have taken blood from its belly, which came from a dinosaur. Impossible. Sorry, Jurassic Park. Another big strike for you on that one. Ooh, ouch. That's a big one. That's a big one. But at least it wasn't a feathered mosquito, so you don't have to worry about that. I know it upsets you greatly. Yeah, I hate feathered mosquitoes. Don't ruin mosquitoes for me. <laughs> I've got a brand new segment. Ooh, and on top of Chad Watch, yeah. we're just a, a mine of creativity this week. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's called 
Let's cook with science. Let's cook with science. You mean molecular gastronomy? Kind of. <laughs> okay. Let's cook with science. Certainly molecular gastronomy could could be a part of it. I am getting kind of keen about the whole cooking steaks in vacuum-sealed containers at 65 degrees thing. Ooh. I'm going to give that a go soon. That sounds exciting. That's not what you're talking about, though. But for now, yes. you can eat a human being. Thank God. Ah, oh, th- all those years I've been hiding the lie. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? Remember a few podcasts ago, mm-hmm. I talked about how my father told me that human beings were poisonous mm. except for a couple of bits of them. Right, yes, I, and I was sceptical. You were sceptical, <laughs> and you had a right to be sceptical. <laughs> According to Yale-certified nutritionalist Dr. Mm-hmm. Jim Stepani, mussels mm-hmm. offer protein. Alive, alive What? Uh, <laughs> Cockles and mussels, alive, alive. Sorry, moving on now. Is that a song? What, what, what century do I come from? That's <laughs> right up there with Mersey Dotes and Dozy Dotes. Like, you don't know Molly Malone? No. Through streets. Oh, you don't know the song? No. Oh, there you go. There you go. Moving on. Because <laughs> uh, mussels is basically what you're eating when you eat a steak. Yes. Mussels and fat. Yes, that's right. The liver and kidneys are filled with waste products since they're part of the body's filtration system, so best to avoid those. Yes, yes. Eyes contain an acidic solution that can make humans sick. Mm-hmm. Fingers and toes are filled with cartilage, which your body won't digest. And penises are spongy and have little nutritional value. So you could eat an entire bag of them <laughs> and you still wouldn't get much out of it. 37 in a row? Uh, and if you can tell me where that, where that came from, what movie that line comes from, 37 in a row, I will clap you on the podcast. There you go. Clerks. Oh, damn it. Hooray! That sounds like a tour Yeah, what's going on there? It's my iPad. Oh, all right. Now iPads, they can clap for you too. Finally, <laughs> the brain. Yes. Oh, the delicious brain. The brain would provide slow-burning ed- energy since it's high in fat and glucose. Oh, that's what zombies need. They need slow-burning energy. Yeah. Shamble around. Yet the brain does present an added risk since it's part of the body... Prions! Wait, since it's the part of the body with the highest prions! concentration of prions. Prions! <laughs> which give rise to the fatal disease Kuru. Oh, and is it, is it a spongiform encephalop something or other? Yes, indeed. Oh. A new variant... Or- Jacob Krutschep's uh, uh, disease? Krutzfeldt Jacob. Ah, thank you. Disease. Brr. Of which there are a couple of forms. Kuru being one. Ah, yeah, but I they see. are all spongiform diseases. What they do is they eat away little bits of oh. the brain and oh. make it all spongy. Uh, oh. Very similar condition oh. to dementia. Oh, yuck. I just, uh, something about that, there's some serious body horror for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Spongy brains? Oh, 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 yeah. You like a nice crisp brain that, oh, that just, snaps when you bite into it? It's, it's, <laughs> it's true. <sighs> Kuru disease is the most famous. It was found in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. They had funeral practices up there where the female and infant relatives would consume the bodies of the deceased to return the life force Ugh. of the deceased to the, the group, mm-hmm. the tribe. Mm-hmm. But not the brain? 
No, they eat the brain. Oh, right. They'd, oh. they'd eat all sorts of oh, them. They'd right. eat it. Oh. And oh. so someone there had Kuru oh. and it just spread and spread and became an epidemic. And oh, that'd be really sad because you'd have it and then you'd die and then you'd give it to someone else. Yeah. And then they would die and then they would get eaten by someone else yeah. and they'd die. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and can you imagine that poor society going, I know what's wrong. We're not eating enough of ourselves. Yeah. We, we have to eat more of our partners. Yeah. Uh, quick. Oh, that's really sad. I feel, oh. That just says a show that cultures are silly. <sighs> prions? You know what a prion is? It's neither, neither living nor dead. It's a horrible zombie thing. That's true. You don't like it at it's all. It's a protein. <laughs> it's not dead because it was never alive. Yes. It's, you know, like dirt or but pro- it, it, protein. It, 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 can, it can react to things, I thought. I thought it could... Well, ooh. it can replicate. Uh, what it is, it's just a protein, yes. but it's... It's folded wrong. Uh, so a protein is kind of a mishmash of spaghetti. Mm, okay. But what this does is it kind of lines up all the spaghetti strands into a sort of a lattice or a like a, like a set of wickets. Right. Cricket okay. wickets. Mm. So all parallel. And what that does is it makes other proteins line up all parallel with it as well. So it replicates itself yes. without being alive, yes. uh, which oh. is creepy. That's like the Kardashians. They replicate themselves without being alive. Enough the, the models. Yes, yeah. that, that, I just sorry. I don't actually know who they are. I, I was just I just hear about them a lot, and I, I just thought I'd yeah. Them. So I was going for a. I, I guess they're models, or I, guess, I think they're, I think they're, they're famous. For, I think they're famous for being famous. Okay. I don't think they're anyone. What? So they had a sex tape. They. I think one of them. I don't know. Why are you asking me this question? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I tried to. I tried to tie myself in with the cool kids by saying Kardashian, and now you're questioning me. No, no. Our, our, of, our cool points have all fallen away uh, with our lack of knowledge of the Kardashians. <laughs> but I can't help. To feel that our listeners mm. are applauding us for that <laughs> lack of knowledge, <laughs> which is a shame. Because having I knowledge- had, oh my god, maybe I had knowledge of the Kardashians, but a prion is eating my brain. Sponge form. <laughs> Keep eating more of that part of my brain. A very famous case of sponge form mm-hmm. didn't happen to humans. Was it sponge form? Sponge form? Square pants form? <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Hi, everyone. He's eating my brain. And the staff is going, just stop. <laughs> Sorry. He lives in a house under the medulla oblongata. <laughs> He's spongiform. Pants for. Square pants for. Oh. <laughs> Mad cow disease. Mm. Mm. Now, do you know how mad cow disease came about? Mad cows eating other mad cows. Yes. They had the spongiform. In Britain. They killed the cow, slaughtered it, sent it away for meat, but all the stuff that was left over, they mushed up, Mm. put it back into the cow food. (sighs) But cows are vegetarian. They just eat grass. Yes. They're not not supposed to eat meat at all. Mm. Mm. So they snuck it in, and they did that to increase the amino acid profile. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. clever. Mm-hmm. Of course, the problem is that when mad cow disease gets into humans, it becomes variant Crutzfeldt Jacob mm. syndrome, yeah. which is mm-hmm. a different thing right. to the normal one, but it still has the same outcome. Spongiform. Yeah. Yes. I, when I give blood, they still ask that question in Queensland. They go, Do you have any family who has Crutzfeldt Jacob's disease? Yeah. And I went, What's that mean? And they went, Here it is. I went, Oh, stop talking. I don't want to know about it. And they're like, Oh, just tick the box. <laughs> it was, yes, it's awful and scary. I don't like it. I like my brain. It does things. I can kill it with beer. But now they've got all this leftover bits of cow. Mm. Initially, they were feeding them to other cows. Can't do that anymore. Yes. For obvious reasons. Fired into space. Yep. No. <laughs> Meat mm. and animal muscle tissue yeah. has two-thirds the energy of coal. So they burn it and make 
friendly fuel. That actually makes sense. Do you, did you hear about the Fatberg? Just to jump sideways here for a moment. The fat, yes. The Fatberg underneath London, I think it was London, they discovered this big, huge 12 metre across fat ball in the sewers. Like tons and tons, tons of, of fat. fat. Just, 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 and, and it was all congealed in one spot and then it was backing up toilets and that sort of stuff. So they got rid of it. They went down there and, and, and the, the poo doctors went in there and got it all out. And brr, 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 like the sewer heroes, because those guys rock when you think about their job and what they do so we can get our poo far away from us. And why I'm mentioning this, not just so I can say poo, doctor, yep. uh, is also because they took it away and they burnt it for fuel in a biomass. Yeah. They went, well, it's a ton of fat. And, you know, because I remember from Fight Club that it's, you know, the, the fat of the land. That's that. I, I remember that too. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that great? People are getting quite clever about getting energy out so of stuff. So very soon, soil and green energy will be people. That's what we're saying. That's, that's what it comes down to. Don't eat your loved ones. Burn them in a furnace. Uh, make sure they're dead first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and power the house. Well, they already burn people at crematoriums. I they wonder if crematoriums them. have started. To, what are the ethical issues of using that uh, to, to power I the think crematorium? To, to, to totally destroy the body, except for having those knuckles and those sort of things, you, it has to be really hot, like eight hundred degrees. Something yeah. Like that. So I think you probably use a lot more energy burning someone than you would actually getting from burning someone to burn someone. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but let's mean, just stop doing that. Well, you could turn also, us into mulch. Well, you can mulch us because our the the decomposition of our body would produce heat and produce gases, and we could we could tap that uh, and and turn that into stop it and uh, thirty seven in a row. Uh, <laughs> we, and yes, you could use that energy that biogases given off. Surely, yes. There's there's seven billion humans, and I'm sorry to say we have a habit of dying. And that's you know I'm not saying we want us all to die. I'm just saying that it does happen. Maybe we should think about using that. Uh, waste because it's not the person anymore, is it? I mean, I love all no. the people I love. It's just but meat. meat. Dan, the time has come for us to destroy that vampire that has been terrorizing the city. I've steeled myself for this moment. Us two men of science are the only two who could possibly destroy that ancient evil. I'm, I'm ready. I've got the kit. Have you brought the garlic? Oh, I find that a bit overwhelming. I bought ginger. Uh, okay. Did you at least bring the holy water? Yes, yes. I infused this water with essence of holly. What? Holy water. No, no, I said holy water. What? H- holy water, blessed by a priest, not holy water, infused with holly berries. We don't believe in that. But the vampire... Fine. Did you at least bring the steak? I did bring the steak. Don't tell me you've brought a lump of meat. What sort of idiot do you take me for? You can't stab a vampire through the chest with a lump of meat. I'm sorry, you're right. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, so what have you brought? Oh, I bought this steak made out of balsa wood. It was really easy to sharpen down to a point. Balsa wood? It's a hardwood. I... 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 It's easy to weld, too. It's really light. Oh, goodness me. Okay, if we manage to kill this vampire, we have to find a way to bury it. That's why I bought this. Is it a shovel? No. It's a DVD. It's Britney Spears. Crossroads. Well, if that doesn't send it to hell, nothing will. Name everyone's favourite superhero. Superman. No, wrong. Aquaman. 
What? Aquaman obviously is the best superhero. What? He. I don't what? Even, I don't even have to explain it. Aquaman, blonde, lives in the sea. Wears a lot of orange. Has superpowers that are rarely useful in everyday situations. Aquaman. Aquaman. You're going to have to sell this to me. I think you will. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. All right. So before the exciting jingle, I made a promise that you would be explaining why Aquaman was so popular. Yeah. Not just his powers. Forget his powers. He talks to fish through telekinetics. Okay. Tele- telepathy, sorry, not telekinetics. He t- talks to fish with telekinetics. Rubby, rubby, rubby. Stop touching me, Aquaman. I will when you get me a fish sandwich. That's weird. I'm a fish. I know. Anyway, uh, it's, uh, yes, but and also, well, hello, hello, mad fish disease. <laughs> Don't eat their brains. And of course, he can go from the bottom of the ocean to the top of the ocean very, very quickly without getting the bends. Doesn't he, get the bends. He must be quite tough and strong. Well, like sperm whales. But it, just like a sperm whale. Yeah, that's something you want to go. Aquaman, you're just like a sperm whale. I prefer humpback. Either way, it's bad, Aquaman. Shh. What I'm interested oh, in is why. Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. Why does Aquaman wear orange? Why does Aquaman wear orange? Why is it a good choice for Aquaman to wear a bright, lurid orange jumpsuit? Well, at least his top half. Bottom half, just kind of green and and a bit fishy. Well, orange, good things in nature are orange. (laughs) Oranges. They are nice. That's Mandarins. Good. Right, yes. Good. Ah, oh, the Mandarin. Um, you don't mean the Iron Man villain. No. 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 No, good. Nor the, nor, nor the language. No, good. That's also not orange. Yeah. Now, some things are orange on purpose. Like, there are certain types of fungus <laughs> oh. that are orange, and I don't oh. think... I, I think you either don't want to eat them or really want to eat them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a lot of things that are orange and things that are brightly coloured in nature, which I think is really interesting. When you think about that, you go, oh, an orange, what, what that is, is is the plant going, hey, hey, look at my tasty fruit. Yeah. Look at my tasty fruit. Now to eat it and take my seeds somewhere else. Yeah. But some animals and some plants are like, I am brightly coloured. I will murder you, flat out murder you if you come near me. But how does the animal know? I'll go eat the orange. That looks brightly coloured. Or I'll go eat the red slug. Oh, I'm dead. Nature's stupid. Anyway. No, it learns really quickly, though. <laughs> it's one mistake you only yeah. make once. You don't get to breed afterwards. So let's think about where the Aquaman ocean, normally works. He's in works. the sea. Yes, he is in the sea. With uh, spongy form, sponge pants. Sponge, sponge, sponge form, form, square pants Square form. pants form. Yes, that's right. He couldn't control him because he's a sponge. Yeah. He could, he could, um, he could uh, control Patrick, the starfish. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, yes. He's, under, he's in the ocean. I'm okay, sorry. which is blue, yes. generally. Uh, well, mostly black. Water. Mostly black. I, well, water actually has, doesn't really have a colour. It has a slight blue tinge to it. A yep. very, very slight blue tinge. But you're kind of on the right track, I think. But there's yes. a lot of it. There is a lot of it. And there's a sky above it, which is kind of reflecting it, making it look blue. Uh, Bluey green. Yes. The yes. sea looks blue-green. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so orange is not very much not blue or green. No, you're right. It's pretty much the other side of the colour wheel. It really is. Other so side of the spectrum, yes. It makes when when Aquaman is drowning, yes. it makes him really easy to spot from an aircraft. <laughs> quick, quick, there he is. Uh, is he drowning? Probably not. <laughs> he is the king of seven oceans. Yes, he is. He's it? in his natural he's environment. The Lord, of it, Lord of Atlantis. Now, orange is not naturally a fashion colour. No, no, it's a it's a choice. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> and well, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you have to wear it. Mm. Like when you're working in a dangerous environment, yeah. bright orange jumpsuit is what you wear when you're working at a, in the mines and stuff. That's so you true. don't get hit by bobcats. Yes. Like the, the vehicles. <laughs> not, the, not the, not the felines. <laughs> Or, of course, you would wear orange if you were a supporter of King William III of Orange. Um, yes. That would be a big one. Or Island Orangeman, that was, that's a, yep. that was a big thing. And you don't want to wear green if, if you're an orangeman because you get flat-out murdered. Yep. Someone will hit you with a bat okay. in the head. All right. Uh, so he, he, I don't know if he, he's a historical supporter of King William of Orange. And you so, would wear orange. Maybe you would be supporting a football team. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Aquaman is a big fan of the the dragons, the crows. Are they red? The dragons lions. Red? Lions are pretty orange. The, the, yellow. The dragons. Yellow. No. Dragons are red. Magpies. Magpies probably black and white. Black and white. <laughs> yes. Um. I think the the lions are yellow. No. I, don't, I can't think of any orange footballing. Yeah, there'll be one in there. They're yeah. probably not very good. <laughs> They're not good. Send enough. all hate mail to Greg at smartenough.org. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. Yes. Let me give you a hint. What sort of light penetrates into the ocean? What doesn't well, penetrate into the ocean? What, uh, what colours don't you see air. under the sea? What colours don't you see under the sea? Well, when you're in the sea, I guess I guess it's bouncing a lot of blue light. It, no, it's not bouncing of light. It's, no? it's absorption of certain wavelengths of light. Oh, I don't know. What? Why, well, if, you're, if I was be... underwater, it'd look all blue. Yes, uh, so it goes all blue. What must it be absorbing? The other one, orange. Uh, uh, oranges and reds. Red, now... red and greens. No, reds, but mostly reds. reds. No, no, reds, reds. Because red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So, so mm, you go. Wait, <laughs> hang on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, no, but but what I'm saying is that there is no yellow light. It's red light and green light combining to. Wait, that's just the way our eyes work. Let's move on. Yes, yeah, so there is definitely yeah. yellow. There's definitely yellow light. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and yeah. Yes. We've got, All right. We, we, <laughs> Just really, idiot. <laughs> so, okay. So that means that if the water absorbs orange light, mm. then that means he'd be like invisible uh, in the water. That's, it's, he'd come out like a fucking boom. Yeah, and you wouldn't even but know then, he was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd just be dark and then snap. And then suddenly, that's right. There it is. You've got it. It's actually a really good color to wear under there. He might not even know he was wearing it. It might have been a total faux pas. Yeah, he'd be underwater his entire life and then come up into the sunlight yep. and go, here I am, the um, ninja in the dark. Oh, my God. Exactly right. What am I wearing? So let me just say, at about five meters, reds will begin to blend in with oranges. So uh, under the water, so, okay. So, so red and oranges are pretty much the same color. At ten meters, his orange-colored shirt would start to appear dull yellow, blending in with his golden accessories. At twenty meters down, the yellows will fade away, leaving Aquaman to appear to be a hazy green wetsuit. That's all he'd have. Past 30 meters, even the greens are gone. So he's just a guy in blue. He's a ninja. He's dressed like Batman. 30 meters down, he's Sea Batman. He, he's the sea, and, it's, and then diving deeper, once you get to 100 meters, there's no light. Wait, wait, wait. Is he Sea Batman or is he Sea Batman? See, oh, I like Sea Batman. That's not Sea Batman. Yes, Sea Batman. Sea Batman. Yes. Yeah. And that's, so he probably, that means to me, he like probably a operates. He probably operates because he wants people to know that he's there. Like under 100 meters, he doesn't have to wear any colors. He could be nude because there'd be no light under 100 <gasps> meters. He just became my favorite superhero. So he, he, he probably operates, Aquaman probably operates most of the time at the 30 meter mark or slightly below. Pants he, free. Pants free. No, no, he'd be quite, quite low, 100 meters or so. Well, the pressure. That's that's got to do something to the... Uh... It becomes an innie, not an outie. Yeah. And there you go. And that's why Aquaman wears orange. Well, right. 
Ah, uh, welcome to my degustation menu, sir. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard great things. First on the menu tonight is fettuccine au canard, a lovely duck pasta. Ah, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it sounds delightful. I just, I should have said this before. I, I'm wheat intolerant. Wheat intolerant. Oh, all right. Well, the past is out then. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yes. But that's all right. That's all right. We have a next up. We have a, a lovely quail infused with soy sauce. Ah, uh, uh, once again, sounds really lovely. <laughs> um, most people don't realize this, but soy sauce is really high in gluten, and I'm oh yes, delicious gluten. I'm gluten intolerant. Ah, mm, okay, that is a problem. Of course, we have the we have the pork flanks in bechamel sauce. Oh, um, well, that also sounds just just delightful. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm 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 lactose intolerant. I can't ah. handle the bechamel ah. sauce. All right, lactose intolerant. Ah, well then you will enjoy the chef's specialty meal: pine nuts and silver beet green salad. Uh, uh. You've gone to so much effort. I'm, I have a, I have a salicylate intolerance. I can't eat green leafy vegetables either. All right, sir. All right. I have a T-bone steak. I have left off the white sauce. I have removed the broccoli. I have removed the mint sauce. In the danger of fructose getting into your system, this is basically a piece of meat. Delicious meat cooked to perfection as per your desire. I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I, I just can't eat this. What could you possibly be intolerant to? I just don't feel comfortable being served by a black man. Did you just compare celiac disease to being racist? Maybe. Welcome to the Walk of Shame. It's the Walk of... You mentioned recently. Oh, it's me. Is it? Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, fine. Straight out, oh, straight right. out the gate. No, it's fine. It's always just me. This is where you fucked up. Oh, right. This is where you fucked up. Really? Yes. Really? I yes. made a, a slight error, did I? No. Oh, you fucked up. You're really enjoying that, aren't you? Yeah, I really am. You are so smart, today. Look at you with your your new friends and their swearing. Yeah. And, oh, it's green light. Oh. Green light. It's quite <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I mentioned Transylvania. You you were complaining that I was talking about Transylvania, which is a country that doesn't exist anymore. I thought it didn't. Isn't it part of Romania? It was ne- has never been a country. Oh. Uh, it is a historical region in the central part of Romania. Oh, so I was right. No, it's never... You said that it's a country that doesn't exist anymore. Yes. Number one, it's not a country. Right. Number two, it's never been a country. Number three, it still exists. Everything you said was wrong. Oh, damn it. I hate it when everything I say is wrong. <laughs> yeah, me too. Luckily, <laughs> it never happens to me. <laughs> Wish I had one today. I don't have one. Oh, you don't have one no, for me? No, no, no. Yes! <laughs> don't have one for you. Damn it. Okay. Oh, no. So what are we going to do? Transylvania is a region. And, yes. And it's a historical region. region. Right. But it was never a country. Yep. And it doesn't exist. It still exists. Right. I got, I got it now. Okay. Yes. Good. Phew. So you couldn't say that Dracula is Transylvanian. No, you can say that he came from Transylvania. Right. So what was Transylvania then? It's a historical region. Historical region. What does yes. that mean? Um, like saying southeast corner of Queensland. Uh, so it's not actually. Yes. A, it's not actually a separate state. But we we all know the southeast corner of Queensland is a separate, yeah. It's a sort of industrialized area of the giant state of Queensland. Okay. Got it. I understand now. Yeah. Crazy. There you go. I stand corrected. Sorry, Dracula. You. <laughs> Me again. 
Really? You cut me off. I, I'm doing recently. it now. I know I'm doing it again. You cut, no, 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 fine. You cut me off recently <laughs> because I started to go down a rabbit hole. You did not want me to go down. Uh-huh. And I made something and I said, Tribbles. And you went, oh, God. And I said, Tri- they say that Tribbles are born pregnant. And you went, let's have no more of that. <laughs> I think and you so. cut me off. Yes. Like you were saying, this is a science podcast. Right. Don't, that, like, that's just ridiculous. Pregnant. I know that they know they're born pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's just fiction, isn't it? It is just fiction. Triples don't exist. Let me introduce you to the world of the aphid that is born pregnant. It's not a tri- triple. No, it's an aphid. Right. Aphids. Do they get knocked up in the womb? No. What the, heck? They, the morals of young aphids nowadays. Aphids, gross. <laughs> Little aphids having sex inside the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo, party in, womb. Inside grandma. Party womb. No, wait. How far? In their mother. Being Inside their, their mother, yeah. But the, hang on, is that, so they their mother makes them, and they before they're born, they have sex. They don't have sexual. Re, they they do have sexual reproduction, right? But that happens outside. Do they? But take they also some of their sperm from their dad with them. No. Oh, thank goodness. They what they do is they are a parthenogenetic species. Ah, so, yes. so they don't need the male sperm to reproduce. They can ah. just make brand new clones of themselves. So the mother's giving birth to her clones. Yes. Whoa. And her clones already have their daughters inside them. It's called telescoping generations. (laughs) I want to watch that that reality show. Welcome back to telescoping generations. Actually, I don't want to watch that show. That sounds like a lot of crowning. A female will have a daughter growing inside her that is also parthenogenetically pregnant with a daughter cell. That's crazy. Yeah. So you can't basically, oh my goodness, that's so all. They're born pregnant. So are they, are they male aphids? There are. They do occur. Yes. And then they allow them to sexually reproduce as well. So it's the best of both worlds. So they get, oh wow, that's really interesting. So they haven't just gone, okay, get rid of And it depends, on the, it depends on the heat yeah. and the season. Right. So there's a season for mating. But outside of that season, they're still reproducing. That's awesome. Yeah. And terrifying. At the, like science normally is. Awesome and terrifying at the same time. Mm-hmm. What have you got? Walk of shame, wife. Yeah. Nothing. You've got nothing? I got nothing. All right. I got no one more. It was pointed out to us by Santa the Atheist. <laughs> Thank you, Santa the Atheist. That an Australian still can get a knighthood via the Queen's Awards category. So that was me again. Because I said you couldn't get a... A, um, I asked whether you could. Yeah. You said that you were pretty sure that that you, stopped. That, yeah. Now, you were right about that. Yay! Because initially, there was the most excellent order of the British Empire, <laughs> oh, which is very Bill and Ted. Most excellent! Uh, Wild stallions. Um, then, we got our own award, yes. the Order of Australia. Yes, yes. So, we had the most excellent Order of Australia oh, that okay. had knights and dames up until 1986. Oh, man. And Hawkey just... Cut them off. No more knights and dames. Yep. Knights and dames. Knights and dames. Okay. Wow, there's a lot of memes crashing into each other there. Meme panic. And so we can't be knights anymore, except there is a Queen's Award category. So we can be named a knight bachelor by the UK or Papua New Guinea government. But yes, what do you do? How do I do this? How do I get this? I Just must... by being awesome. I, and I, the well, que- I, I do that all the time. Yeah, but the, you, the queen has to notice. God damn it. And be like, there you go, my friend, Knight's Bachelor. Would she bother doing it to a non-British person? Does she ha- how many... She does it all the time. Really? Yeah. It's called a foreign knighthood. As it or, would be. Yes. That, that makes um, sense. But because it's foreign, yes. it means it's honorary. 
Oh, you don't get land and you can't like ride a horse and swing a sword and stuff like that. True. You're also not authorised to be called sir or dame. What? What's the yeah. point then? You're still a knight. No. You're just not allowed to be sir, so, Greg. So as, as I, as I clop in, clop, 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 and I go, ah, oh, sir, Greg. No, no. I'm just a knight. Yes, you're a sir. No, no, you're fine by the vagaries of British slash Australian law. I'm not actually a sir. Yeah, yeah. Or you could just let it go because people are going to say it anyway. I think they will. Like with uh, Mr. Sir... Well, Mr. <laughs> like with Sir Bob Geldof. Oh, no. Are we going there? Are we doing this? He's an honorary knight. He's a knight bachelor. Oh, I see. So he's not actually Sir Bob Geldof. No, you're not allowed to call him sir. So, but we did. What, what happens now? In the last podcast, we called him Sir Bob Geldof. Well, there goes our chance at an OBE. Oh, but not an OBE. Not but OBE. he's a citizen of we the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, 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 yes, he's not. So we can't get an OBE anyway. An OBE is, is Order of the British Empire. Oh, well, then no harm, no foul. But, but, but we, we, won't get our, we won't get the knight. We won't get the knighthood we anymore. We won't get our Order of knight Australia. Bachelor. Oh, God. Okay, I love the fact that it's, it's a knight bachelor. Yes. But when you say it quickly, it sounds like a knight's bachelor. Night spatula. Yeah. Like I say, when I'm making eggs after 6 p.m., I use a night spatula. But, you know what? What? Being a monarchy mm. or having the power to bestow things like this, it occurred to me, mm. it's just like this ridiculous human construct anyway. Of course. So I would like to put forward yes. the most excellent order of smart enough to know better. Oh, I would like one. Uh, you'll have to work for <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I see. Although I think that you and I, since we bestow them... Yeah, oh, so, so, so is that makes us the king and queen of smart enough to know better? <laughs> yes, I guess right. it does. And let's never work out which one's which. I think we both already have. I think we know too. No, I think so I know. Let the audience I, decide. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be in the survey next year. <laughs> So as the king or queen of Smart Nutter Better... There is only one way that you can become a knight what do they have or to wear? a dame. Yeah, sometimes they have to wear like a garter or no. they have to, have, a, have to wear a rose. No, they should have a little, we, should, we should have some sort of symbol that they have to wear when they meet other knights. The, uh, knights, of the, knights of the Smarts. Knights of the, knights of the Smarts. That sounds like the dumbest name in the world. I am a knight of the Smarts. Knights, knights of the periodic table. Knights? Well, no, that's more chemistry. I'm not... I'm just, I'm, I'm, no, but it's a, it's a pun on the... Knights of the Round Table. Oh, thing. I see. See, wasn't that witty? Actually, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, possibly too clever. Yeah, so obviously. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> so, the, so that means we'll only have like 130-something, and it, we have to name them after, like, you will be Knight Hydrogen, you will be Knight Helium, you'll be Knight Lithium. No, okay, yeah, that is restrictive. Yes, yes. Uh, but you can become a knight yes. of the uh, most excellent order of smart enough to know better. Yes. Only one way. They are bestowed only to those who saved someone's life using the principles of science. Ooh. So tell, uh, send in your stories yeah. of when you've saved someone's life using the principles of science. Like with a lever or something. Possibly with le- a lever. <laughs> so there you go. We're actually doing this. We're creating an organization yes. called the what again? The order, the order. most excellent order the of most, smart enough to know better. The most excellent order of smart enough to know better. Who will be our first knight spatula? Yeah. I, now, we, I think we should call them the knight spatulas. The knight spatula. Well, you will be a knight spatula. You will be the knight spatula. <laughs> you won't be a knight spatula. You You'll will be, be a knight spatula knight of spatula. the excellent order of smart enough to know better. Now, I have a story. I can't be a knight because I'm either the king, king or the, the queen. You're the queen of the knight spatulas. But there was a uh, a kid 
who was on a boogie board on a sort of a sort of a cascade type thing that went into the ocean. Mm, mm. And he, he, he'd use his boogie board down the beach, along this cascade, and then duck out before it hit the water. Yes. Because when it hit the water, very deep water, mm-hmm. shark-infested water. Right. Very bad place to swim. I see. Don't swim there. Sharks everywhere. Morton Island, mm-hmm. at, at the mouth of where all this food is coming out. Yes. Sharks area. Sure, right. Didn't okay. see any sharks there. Got it. But no one went swimming there. That would be crazy. I see. Okay. This kid, he lost his boogie board. He ran after it, grabbed it, but got sucked in and into the water. Ooh. And my uncle jumped in after him and grabbed him, and they would have had to swim out and then come back around away from the thing. But I ran out there with my fishing rod, turned the fishing rod around so I was holding the skinny end right? because I had better grip and then held it out to him so that there was a nice big handle that he could grab onto and then I dragged them both back in through the, the outgoing water. Right. And the, the, and the grip, I gave him the, the other end of the fishing yes. rod because the grip would be oh, easier to get. That's the better friction. friction. Oh, That's the science. That is the science. Okay, I see. I was going to say, how does that give you more leverage? No, no, no. It was the friction. It was the friction on the handle. Sure. Yes. Excellent. So that would be a reason to If you weren't the king or queen of the yes. excellent order of spiders no better... I would be would, a knight spatula. We would probably consider that enough to give you a knight, become a knight spatula. Okay, excellent. I think we should buy some black spatulas to hand out to people. That's a good idea. Maybe we could send you a black spatula. Here is the night spatula. Wouldn't the night shouldn't the night spatula be a bright orange so you can see it? Well, not, not at thirty meters under the water. You won't. Uh, what about a glow in the dark spatula? How do we get a glow in the dark we will, spatula? We will now source one of these glow in the dark spatulas for our night spatulas of the most excellent order of smart enough no better. If you spot a walk of shame for us to do, especially me, because I hardly ever get them <laughs> these days. Dan just checks a lot more. I I'm just too forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> Dan learns to stop making things up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Ever since the, the the Olympic medal, the Olympic medal. Oh, geez, that was a humiliating experience. <laughs> so yes, send if Greg screws up, send yes. it to me. Yes. If I screw up, send it to Greg, Indeed. so that we can surprise each other with us. It's a lot more fun. And then the king or the queen will be disgraced. <laughs> it's time for a song. Well, let me tell you about the song I'm getting ready for this week. No. I've got a song for you. What? And you're you're gonna like it. What? You're gonna love it. What? You're messing you're messing don't you remember Who? the survey? Don't you remember in the survey it said very clearly the thing forty seven percent of all our respondents worried about was us changing things up and becoming a worse podcast. I think we're playing into a dangerous area, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I like to surf the edge of the cube. <laughs> Good. With the Kardashians. I want to gleam it. Oh, I, I haven't gleamed a cube since the eighties. I want I want it girt by my gleaning. Gleaming. gleaming. What? Okay. So who is the most famous astronaut ever? Neil Armstrong. Even more famous than Neil Armstrong. Commander Hadfield. Even more famous than Commander Hadfield. Uh Major Tom. Even more famous than that. I will tell you who the most oh famous astronaut is. Lisa Novak. Nappy-wearing astronaut oh, who crossed the country oh, that poor lady. with she a really, car full of oh, weapons. She, oh, she went looking for a boyfriend or something, or the man she loved, or thought she, she had loved a crush it. on a fellow oh, astronaut. Yes, and he had a girlfriend. Yes, and, and she, so she jumped into a car 
and crossed the but, country. But the story is that she wasn't because it came out saying she was wearing a nappy so she, so she could defecate and wee and get there. But I've also heard that that was just a bit it's, of a story. It's a little bit. It was the news people getting yeah. a little bit excited. Yeah, they, they had no evidence. In the back of a car. Yeah, uh. adult diapers just in case. A, yes, yeah. she had a lot of things in her car just in case. Yeah, well, but well. why don't we allow this song to elaborate on exactly what happened? <laughs>
pass through the state border and I'm welcomed by a sign. I can feel my heart pounding in my temples and justice will be mine. should be nervous I've already come this far I will not let them victimize me at this point nothing can surprise me but I don't tell my parents and I don't tell my friends I just grab some rubber tubing and I pull on my depends and then I drive it's time for a road trip Lisa Novak. You know the best part of that song is the yeah. the lady singing it has does the, a beautiful juxtaposition between lovely, sweet, and mad eyes. Yeah, just subtly, not like crazy. Just does these moments where you're like, oh, like she doesn't really just staring into the camera. It's all sweet, sweet. And suddenly, just looks at the camera and you go, oh, there's a whole lot of crazy going on there. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. That was Molly Lewis, uh-huh. aka Sweet Afton. Ah. She's from the Jonathan Colton stable of performers. <laughs> he has a stable now. He does, and sh- that she is one of the prime broodmares. <laughs> uh, possibly wow. I might get in trouble for that one. You may, that may be considered I may have ex- somewhat sexist. I may have extended the metaphor in the wrong direction at the wrong speed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love Molly Lewis's stuff. She does a bunch of songs that can be quite science or at least smart-related. Cool. She does a wonderful song about Stephen Fry and how she wants to have his baby because Aww. it would be a shame that he'll never reproduce. Well, he might. True, but he is in a homosexual relationship, and so she said if he'd like to extend his uh, genome, right. she is a, a willing oven to right. his bun. Right. Oh, I see. Right. That's fair enough. But, I mean, that's the whole... That's not what we're fighting for sometimes. Some people are saying that they, if he wants to be in a homosexual relationship, he could still be a dad. There'd be two dads. They could, they could, they could get someone. They to will need a human incubator. Incubator. Oh, that's what she's saying. That's right. Yeah. Saying. She's saying she's willing to incubate a human. Yep. For him. She'll provide the egg and yes. the uh, incubation. Right. Right. Oh, I see what they're saying now. Got it. Yes. And what's really interesting is I know with genetic engineering they could actually take out her nucleus, so none of her genetic material would pass on. Oh, to the wow. And the partners, I'm pretty certain, the partner of Stephen Fry could have his genetic material put into the egg, mm. and they could fertilize it with Stephen Fry's sperm, or vice versa. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. And they could make an egg, a baby that. Was both, and that's awesome. That's great. I love it. Go science. Yeah, yeah, Fuck you, it. nature. That's right. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And the other guy you've been listening to is none other than me, Greg at smartenough.org. Follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. Why not Facebook? SE2KB. <laughs> if you'd like to fill in our survey, it's too late. Too late. Stop hassling you about we it. Don't care about your opinion. Yeah, and at this point, no more. Too late. Oh, sorry about that. Done. You, you chance. You, don't, no, don't give me those eyes. Don't. No, no, no. Don't you oh, just come on? Look, they're so adorable. No, 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 no. We we put a deadline. Let's take them home. No, no, all of them. 
Yes. Okay, we'll, just, we'll find a place for them. Maybe the forums. If you go to smartenough.org and click on the forums button, you can find a place that's right. smart enough to know better. And you can chat with like-minded individuals. Who might yell at you. That, well, well, that only in a loving way. Yes, <laughs> in a like-minded way. In a like-minded kind of way. Of course, on iTunes, give us a little review. Go on, go on. I oh, dare you. Yeah, get into I iTunes. You. I dare you. Yeah. Look us up. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't do it, would you? No, you can't. You, you don't have ah, the ability to do it. psychology. Think, uh, clever. Uh, I don't what, think you could you, possibly give me a five. You actually think that they can and that they should, but you're tricking them I into am. Oh, that's yeah. good. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's oh, very I, smart. Oh, that's very good. So, yeah, you've just... And, you know... Whoa! And give us a five. Thank you very much. And of course, now you could become the very first night spatula. <laughs> the, the very first night spatula of the most exalted, the me- most excellent, the most excellent, the, the a night spatula of the most excellent order of smart enough to know better. Just by telling us how you saved someone's life using science, and that's it. That's it. And that's an end of a podcast. It's over. It ended when I said that. That's it. it stops now. Boom. Boom. Done. Thin. Completed. C- completo. It, that, stopped. Arret. Arret. <laughs> Alonzi! No, that, oh. no, that's the beginning. Oh no! I'm, oh, welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better. Oh that's no! We just, oh, I don't have the energy. Uh, it. Just point Lick at it. it. You don't have to okay, uh, nuzzle it. All right. That's, oh, I like nuzzling it. That's why you put it in front of me, Dan. Surely. Nuzzle it. Just a little bit. I said zuzzle. Uh, which is actually more romantic than the uh, original song, which is Wiggle It. Wiggle It, just a little bit. Which is more, you know, stripper. I well, think uh, nuzzle It could actually be just a penis. If we could go to, well, you could to... nuzzle anything, but when it comes to wiggling stuff, it becomes a, a sexual... There you go. I don't know that's what they're singing about. Well, see, no, so you just, hang on. So you put your own interpretation on the fact that nuzzling is, oh, that can be anything, but, but Greg, you can't, yes, he wasn't talking about your, he wasn't talking about your finger when you said wiggling. So you, so you can't have your cake and eat it too, Dan. You guys are going to go, nuzzling is nice for everything. If I tried to have my cake and eat it too, I'd be nuzzling the cake. Well, you could be. People say, because you can't have your cake and eat it too. And they're wrong. They don't understand English. Learn some English. Yeah, how can I eat cake if I don't have cake? That's, it's, you, can, you can have your cake. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. Would you like to have some cake? Yes, I would Delicious. like to have some cake. Here, have some cake. Thank mm, you. Now I'm having some cake. Yes, right. What are you doing? I'm eating yeah, it too. That's, yes, that's right. Yes, it's stupid. It's the exact number of people who came into us who submitted... Who, 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 who. It's the exact... <laughs> I'm too excited about coincidences. <laughs> Prepared professionalism. Hey, come on, this isn't Spartacast. In Dublin's fair city, where the girls are so pretty, I first set my eyes on sweet Molly Malone as she wheeled her wheelbarrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, cockles and mussels alive, alive, oh. She was a fishmonger, and sure, twas no wonder, for so were her father and mother before. And they wheeled her, and they wheeled their wheelbarrows through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels. 
alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, everyone, alive, alive, oh, singing cockles and, and cockles and, and live, alive, oh. She died of a fever and no one could save her, and that was the end of sweet Molly Malone. And her ghost wheels her barrow through streets broad and narrow, crying cockles and mussels, alive, alive, oh, alive, 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 singing cockles and muscles alive alive oh oh x factor here we come <laughs> i do like the, the, the this sort of concept that the podcast ends when we just get far too erratic to be able to make <laughs> conscious speech yes our brains that was quite fun <laughs>